my fellow Freedom Low Sovereign Thinkers. Thank you for tuning in LL3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitted from the beautiful browns of planet Earth. Today's date is Monday, December 26, 2022. This is episode 1587, National Security State. Charges against Gillum continues and turn your eyes away. Before I proceed, you can follow me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman number three, which are three eyes, or the Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or you send something that's interesting, check it out. Whatever you do, please, in this correspondence from the quorum, you can deliver it to Loki Luck numbers zero three at protomail.com. Or if you want to donate, you can go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. Yep, so hopefully everyone had a great Christmas and Hanukkah season. I know Kwanzaa's out there right now, so everyone's going to make a big scene on that. Well, you know, to each his own. Holidays to me is nothing new, just another day. But the truth of the matter is, you always got to remember history, heritage, and all that. So, um, that's how I see it. But it's okay, I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. More at peace. I just have fun mingling with people. It should be like that every day. But, um, yeah, so I was just like browsing around. Looking at some of the reports here. Censor.news is pretty cool. More scientists speak out against gang of function virology research and predatory vaccine development. And, of course, housing collapsed. Home sales dropped for the 10th straight month. I know rent's been um, hiked because they considered, uh, what is it? Florida is one of the top. I think Florida and New York, if I'm correct. Plus um, the Midwestern states, too. That's interesting. Supply and demand. People complain about it. But, of course, you know, when you use, you know, the COVID lockdowns, when you put money out of thin air, stimulus packages, and even products go up, including... Hardware, because, you know, a lot of these places, like tenant, like landlords, they have to have hardware supplies. And that brings it up as well. So I could, I could tell that for a fact. So I, could, I, I go out there shopping. I know people are carpenters. I, I go out there, buy wood, and things have just been climbing the past couple of years. So nothing really new, right? Absolutely. So you always got to look at those areas. Of course, Biden condemned Greg Abbott's. Migrant buses to Kamala Harris's home. And they said the same thing about them. Piece of crap. Greg Abbott belongs in prison for busing migrants to VP's home. <laughs> More trolls in action. But it's fun because, like I said, there's some folks out there. There, Many of them can be human trafficking victims. And I'm not really pleased at how it's done. But the truth of the matter is, it's the ramification of cause and effect. You think Greg Abbott enjoys busing people to Kamala Harris's home in D.C.? No. He wants he wants to get it secure, but you got the Biden administration, Club of Rome asswipes that they are. Want to keep it open. Remember, Biden is another privileged man. That's going senile, has dementia and all that. Very contemptuous. Everyone else is pulling the strings for him. So obvious. Another Bushite. I know Biden Biden support Democrats hate when I call him a Bushite Biden. Or how's it feel having the first white privileged president in U.S. history, right? Yeah, of course, Sean Penn like to shoot his mouth. It's time for Ogden to be in prison. Well, let him do it himself. Let's see how tough this hack is. You know, these people, they, they, they just, just rant, glam rap. Bam, 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 like, oh, oh, look up to you, Canyon. You're the member of the Church of Hollywood. You're my idol. Piss on you. I guess he sounds like he's playing the the, the real Jess Bacoli in the more half-assed matter, right? (laughs) So, yes, and on the death of God and current mental health crisis. Yep, so, of course, here, San Francisco's unveils Christmas market now besieged by druggies. Shock 10-inch clock removed from live person who was vaxxed. Whew, yeah. You folks out there, man, 
if you take if you have taken the uh, the shot, I recommend you folks out there get um a D-dimer test. D-dimer test, excuse me, which is a blood test. Go to your doctor and uh, ask him for the dimer test because he's taking a shot. He can test your blood because, I, like I said, I've been watching videos on this and I'm like, holy crap, it's like actually been like um conquering the, the fluids in your system. And it's like mm -hmm. unbelievable. So um, I just really find this disturbing. You don't need to be a conspiracy theorist to figure that one out, right? On this bus, bills amount to a declaration of war against Russia. Of course, miscarriages of statistics. Looks like a lot of the women getting miscarriages after taking the shot. Double vax, double boosted. Women test positive for COVID 12 times. Misses third Christmas with family. <laughs> your, your robot vacuum is spying on you and your potty pics could end up on social media. Now, Whoopi Goldberg claims she suffers more racism in America than Jews did in Nazi Germany. I read the article from News Punch. And I find it comical. And here's the thing. When you really see this, it's just, um, sometimes these people got to learn to keep their mouth shut. But remember, it's Whoopi Goldberg. Who the hell watches The View? The show sucks anyway. <laughs> and people still get bent out of shape when she starts speaking her mind. It's like, yeah, who's going to look up to another washed up hack? And don't get me wrong, like some of her movies may be fun and entertaining, but you know, when it comes to the politics, she's always been a consistent failure as far as I'm concerned. She has this centralized uh, mindset. You know, one, one size fits all. Everyone should think like me and the people I support, even though I don't have a damn clue. So I'm just, you know, it's just more rhetorical nonsense. I tell people this collective witch hunting is unacceptable. Doesn't matter which group or who they are. So I just get them. I'm just like, it's comical. So as far as I'm concerned, who cares? Hey, and King Charles evicts Prince Andrew from Buckingham Palace. VIP arrest our intimate. Kamala Harris slept really after bustle of illegal aliens drop off outside her house. Well, hey, you support sanctuary cities, you got it. Bald lives matter, right? <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, Victor the AntraZeneca, Dr. Stephen Wright, media blackout producer at NBC News, died suddenly at age 37. He may have taken the shot too, allegedly speaking. Yeah, man. So, um, of course, the dismissal of Carol Lake's lawsuit, Travis Gibbon Justice. Yeah, I expected it, so I'm not really shocked when people ask me about it. In my view, I read the complaint. I was examining the videos, too, the the footage. She, she has a strong case, and I, I know for sure she's going to pursue all those 10 counts appeal it. And people say that Judge Thompson um, chose poorly or got bought and paid for. What happened? What, what happened? Like, what, what did uh, Katie Hobbs said allegedly? You better drop it. I'm gonna go there, go every, go to court and flash you every time. <laughs> All right. Oh man, that's one ugly hack. Yep, Cuban Americans who fled communism share Shen Yun's message with Chinese daughter. That's, okay. That's pretty cool. Of course, U.S. Bishop, Bishop Biden Pelosi serves godless agenda of same-sex marriage and abortion. Even the Catholic Church is like, there's a lot of um, division in that, which is good. You know, I don't, I'm not crazy about the Vatican, the institution itself, but that doesn't mean everyone in there are wicked people or or criminal or criminals. And then right here too, a uh, former vice journalist charged with with attempting to anal penetrate. A nine-year-old boy. Allegedly, I'll just keep it like that. Immigrant workers grew by 1.9 million in, in November 2022 compared to 2019. 
Philadelphia recorded 500 homicides for a second consecutive year. Terrible. It's a great historical city, but uh, this areas has always been a problem in the certain areas of Philadelphia, especially the northern part. It's a real shame. Like I said, it's um has this uniqueness and it has this dark side. And, and many people in Pennsylvania said that's their own state. I've been there. I know. <laughs> but like I said, there's some awesome people out there too. So I'm not gonna mock everyone who's from Philly. Oh man, let me see this. Yeah, so. Other word, other things too. Learn to live without electricity from the Amish community. I guess all is all good to know about um off grid, like low tech and no tech. If everything collapses, so um, it's a very good idea to learn these to learn these um livelihoods or measurement measures and bettering yourself instead of relying on the state. Baltimore City becomes graveyard amid dangerous murder wave. Well, right now, Baltimore and the Commonwealth of Maryland, the government there, are contradicting their own oath of office. They're not even honoring their own declaration of rights. So you have to call them out on these douchebags. So, um, yes. Oh, yeah. A lot of journal constitution falsely claims Kwanzaa is older than, than Christmas and Hanukkah. Of course, Florida Sheriff deputy killed on Christmas Eve, responding to a domestic violence call, which is a shame. Biden administration was very angry. Twitter wouldn't censor more aggressively. Twitter files. New York City, Eric Adams, big brother's protecting you, just giving you the big, actually just giving you the big middle finger, okay? Russia expands invasive biometric pay technology on Metro. Woo, yeah, God bless big brother. Even the Russians are doing the same thing, so... <laughs> Ah, Huey and Dewey in action, right? I know that, but, um, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. Suicidal Sweden, women gang raped by a park, in a park by five teenage Syrian Muslim migrants. I don't know if they believe in Allah. But the whole thing over there was going on in Syria. The bomb has got to stop, okay? All these... Creating wars by the by, by the order, it's all gotta stop. It's all about to see what's going on. It's all called Club of Rome. Okay, with these illegal immigrants as part of the pro, part of the project, they create ten regions of the world. What can we say about that? It's just um, nothing new. It's just infuriating. And even um, some folks believe still call about white genocide happening. People mock them for it, and I have to say. There's a good amount of merit. That's just an example. They're trying to do it to an entire democidal, a global democide. That's what they're focusing on. Look what's happening with the shots, the jabs, and um, and taking them to other places. You know, just throw them in, in there. So, um, what can we say about that, right? I, hey, even a person like myself, come to immigration, go everything by the book. I don't care if you're wider than me with the same last name. All right, so I'm more ethical than ethnical. New study shows young men, young military-aged men are more likely to be shot living in violent areas of Democratic-run cities. Yes, uh, energy crisis is being engineered for evil purposes. Yeah, look, yeah, census.news is really good stuff here. I'll do one more little rant here before I take my break. I know it's I'm pretty late in these areas. I was like reading um, the Epic Epoch Times, Bright. Archaeologists find stone tools carbon dating back at America's Stonehenge from 1000 to 4000 BC. So who built it? There's a lot of claims in here. Many people say maybe the Celts, possibly the Vikings. There's a site in uh, North Salem, New Hampshire. It's like near Manchester, if I'm correct. A chamber spreads across 30 acres. Stones said to have complex astronomical alignments. A four and a half ton stone slab that seemed to be focal point of the site may serve as an altar for sacrifice. It is grooved with a channel for draining possibly the vic uh, blood of a victim. So even on this article, it talks about it could be the Celts, it could be the Vikings. You know, they have first um, settlements. 
So it's something it's pretty cool, honest, and um, you know, say one thing, my friend. Find the history of the Earth is a lot more complex than you and I know. And many people say the Native Americans and Indians were there first, but um, remember, there's even claims that even they came from Asia, their ancestors, and went across the land bridges between going across where Siberia to Alaska, the Bering Straits, be the land bridge. And many people say may have been the Celts too. Could be the Vikings, it'd be the Celts. It's possible, right? And he was talking about the Native Americans as well. But Cliff is the Celts. There's a lot of um interesting things on this with the whole um Mystery Hill. Like I said, it's very interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, look at it. Yeah, if you if you, you know what, take initiative on check it out on Epoch Times on this. I'm a subscriber. And I just pay you know, a couple a couple dollars for a few months, and it's very cool. Donate, but I might be a. I should just probably, hopefully, I'll just do a year subscription for them, because I always like their input. They're not biased, and they do uh, retract if necessary, or update out of fairness. So yeah, always like I said, it's good stuff. And um, hey, I I enjoy things like this too, even though I might talk politics and so forth, but I always enjoy art. Archaeology, history. That's why. That's why my show. I try to combine all that to the best of my ability. Sometimes I get it. Sometimes I don't. And this is how it is. But always practice. I've been doing it for a long time. I'm no genius myself, but I have to shoot my mouth. So what can I say, right? <laughs> all right, folks. I'm going to be doing the first segment. Narrate the first article after this. So stay tuned. So, this one came out like six days ago, and I haven't heard from this, uh, read from, read from their, any of their articles in a while, and I'm like, good grief, I think it's sometimes it's good to lay this out, or present it. This is from the Future of Freedom Foundation, it's FFF.org, it's written by Jason G. Hornberger, who was, uh, who ran for a libertarian, as a libertarian, I believe it was in 2016 or 2020. I think it was 2020. Yeah. And he has like a, this is like a two-part series, but it's, the part one only came out. It says, how we got a national security police state. So I'm going to check this out. So let's kick back. And let's, let's proceed. The biggest mistake America has ever made since the inception of our country was the conversion of the federal government from a limited government republic to a national security state. It is the reason that all of us have been born and raised under what can only be a national security police state. Throughout governments, throughout history, governments have been vested with inherent power to do what officials felt was in the best interest of the people. Our American ancestors rejected that concept insofar as the federal government was concerned, the Constitution created one of the most unusual governmental structures ever, one in which the federal government would not have the traditional powers that were inherited to government. Inherit the government. It's forgot about that. Instead, the federal government's powers were limited to those few powers that were enumerated in the Constitution. If a power wasn't listed, it simply could not be exercised. This is this radically different governmental structure shocked the world. People couldn't believe that citizenry of a country was actually dictating to their government what it could and couldn't do. Everyone was accustomed to the opposite, where government dictates to citizenry what they can do, can and cannot do. A limited government republic. A limited government republic is what Americans wanted. They didn't trust the federal government. Unlike so many Americans today, our American ancestors never believed that the biggest threat to their freedom and well-being lay with foreign regimes or foreign groups. Instead, Americans were convinced that the greatest threat to their freedom and well-being lay with their very own federal government. That's why they wanted to have so few powers so that it would lack the ability to do bad things to them. 
Thus, for more than a century, the United States had only a small basic military force, one that was sufficiently large to protect settlers from attacks by Native Americans and to serve as a mobilizing force in the events that America, United States were, was ever invaded. Our American ancestors fiercely opposed a large permanent military intelligence establishment, what they called standing armies, because they believed that a standing army would ultimately destroy their freedom and their well-being. They instead believed in the concept of citizen soldiers, well-armed and self-trained citizens who would be willing to come to defense of their country if were ever invaded by foreign power. What do you call that, folks? Militias. Prior to the Constitutional Convention, Americans have been operating under the Articles of Confederation, under which the federal government's powers were so few and weak that it didn't have the power to tax. Imagine, for more than a decade, a federal government operated without the ability to forcibly extract money from people. The purpose of the Constitutional Convention was simply to modify the Articles of Confederation. Thus, imagine the surprise of our ancestors when they learned that the Convention came out instead with a proposal for a different governmental structure, a limited government republic, one that gave the federal government more power, including the power to tax. Needless to say, Americans were extremely leery, but they finally decided to go along with the deal under the assurance that the federal government's powers were to be limited to those few powers enumerated in the Constitution. The Bill of Rights. But there is one condition that Americans imposed in return for accepting the new Constitution. They demanded the enactment of the Bill of Rights immediately after the ratification of the Constitution. The Bill of Rights reflected the conviction of the American people that the federal government was not enormous, an enormous threat to their freedom and well-being. With the Bill of Rights, Americans wanted to drive the point home that federal officials were absolutely prohibited from infringing people's fundamental natural God-given rights. The Bill of Rights should actually have been called the Bills of Prohibitions. That's because it doesn't give the people's rights at all. As the Declaration of Independence observes, people's rights pre-exist government. It's the duty of government to protect, not destroy, such rights. Thus, the First and Second Amendments protected from federal assault such rights as freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, and the right to keep and bear arms. The Ninth Amendment made it clear that people have more rights than those enumerated in the Bill of Rights. Absolutely. Remember, it means government keep out. To all you folks out there, they do have, you should always look at your, read your state constitutions also, that has Declaration of Rights or Bill of Rights. And read it thoroughly. It's self-explanatory to put your state governments and local author, uh, servants, I won't say authorities, but servants in check. Elected to be exact, right? An unusual society. Because its powers were so few throughout the 19th century, the federal government didn't have much to do. The result was the most unusual society in history. Imagine, no income taxation, income tax returns, or IRS. People were free to keep everything they earned, and there was nothing the federal government to do about it. No Social Security, Medicare, education grants, public schooling, farm subsidies, or other socialist programs. A centralization, remember that. No public, i.e. government, schooling systems. No drug laws, no immigration controls. No Federal Reserve or fiat, i.e. paper money. The official money was gold and silver coins. Few economic regulations, no minimum age laws, non-minimum wage laws, excuse me, I just said age, minimum wage laws, sorry. Again, no occupational licensure laws, no sanctions or embargoes, no coups and no foreign wars in Europe, Asia, or Africa, no Pentagon, military industrial complex, defense industry, CIA, NSA, or FBI. Never in history had such a society existed. We know that it wasn't perf a perfect libertarian paradise, especially given slavery and lack of women's rights, but our ancestors showed what, what 
was possible to achieve with respect to freedom and generally limited government. The Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, and Eighth Amendments within the Bill of Rights was a fascinating grouping of four amendments. The Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, and Eighth Amendments, our ancestors believed that at some point federal officials would want to kill people, incarcerate them, or take away their property. Thus, those four amendments address what must happen before those things can occur. For example, the Fifth Amendment prohibits the federal government from killing people without due process of law. Due process was a term that stretched all the way back to the Manta, Manga Magna Carta when the barons of England require King John at the point of a sword to acknowledge that his powers over them were not on the opponent. Over the centuries, due process had come to encompass two requirements. One, a person would have to be formally notified of the charges against him before the government could kill him or incarcerate him. And two, the person would have to have to be accorded a trial where the government would be required to prove his guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. If those two requisites weren't met, the federal government cannot kill or incarcerate a person. There is something important to note about the Due Process Clause. Our ancestors did not limit it to American citizens. Protection of due process also extended to foreigners. Okay? It's part of our Bill of Rights culture, folks. Even foreigners who get arrested gotta go through the same proceedings as you and I. Whether you're a citizen or not. The Eighth Amendment gave a targeted person the option of choosing a jury trial with the jury consisting of regular citizens rather than having the judge decide the guilt or innocence of the accused. Our American ancestors didn't, ju didn't trust judges to make such a determination. And finally, this is the Sixth Amendment here, to be very frank. But, um, I'll carry on here. Our ancestors were convinced that federal officials would end up keeping people incarcerated for in, um, indeterminate periods of time. To prevent that from happening, the Sixth Amendment guaranteed people a right to a speedy trial. Our ancestors also believed that the federal government would inviolably attract people who relish inflicting cruel and unusual punishments on people. Thus, the Eighth Amendment prohibits the federal government from doing that. Along the unenumerated rights mentioned in the Ninth Amendment was privacy. That is, it is the right to be left alone by the government. The right not to be spied on and monitored by government officials. After the Constitutional Convention was finished, people asked Benjamin Franklin, what do we have, a republic or a monarch? Franklin replied, a republic if you can keep it. Americans were able to keep their limited government republic in existence for some 150 years, but it came to an end with decisions to convert a federal government to a national security state after World War II. When the National Security State, Security Police State, under which we live today, came into existence. And that is true, folks. But centralization was like chipping away for a good period of time. Way before World War II. A National Security Police State. What is a police state? It is a government that wields omnipotent powers to put things into context. North Korea is a national security state, so is China and Russia, Egypt and Saudi Arabia, and post-World War II United States. Usually the national security state, the entire government is controlled and operated by the military intelligence establishment. China and Egypt are good examples and an interesting aspect of the U.S. national security state. However, is that the three original branches of the federal government, the executive, legislative, and judicial continued operating under the limited powers concept of the Constitution. Therefore, out of the conversion, there was still a veneer of a limited government republic which gave comfort to people who didn't want to acknowledge the significance of the conversion. It was a new national security branch of government that was vested with omnipotent totalitarian powers at, at, at the risk of belaboring the obvious if any part of a government wields the op op uh, omnipotent powers, the entire government wields omnipotent powers. In such a case, the other three branches essentially become supportive elements of the branch that is wielding 
the omnipotent powers. In fact, as Tufts University law professor Michael Glennon details in his excellent and insightful book, National Security and Double Government, over time, the national security branch of the government took control over the federal government, especially with respect to foreign policy, while permitting the original three branches to maintain the veneer of being in charge. In regimes like China and Egypt, the military intelligence establishment is one great big monolithic enterprise. In the United States, the national security establishment consists of the Pentagon, the military industrial complex, the vast defense industry, the CIA, the NASA, and, to a certain extent, the FBI. It is these agencies that maintain the national security police state under which modern-day Americans live. Consider, for example, the power of the assassination from the time the CIA was called into existence. It wielded the power of assassination. At first, it was on the only CIA that enraged in assassination, but later the Pentagon began exercising the power as well. At the risk of belaboring the obvious, assassination does not involve due process of law. That is, before a person is assassinated, he is provided formal notice of charges and is not provided with the trial. He is simply killed. But these people, yeah, he is a form of Al-Qaeda, yeah, you know, you know how that goes. They all climax into this crap. Uh, good folks out there. The CIA's and Pentagon's power to assassinate people clearly nullified the Fifth Amendment due process clause, which I stated above expressly provided that no person shall be deprived of life without due process of law. The assassination is the ultimate power that any totalitarian regime can wield. In the United States, this power is omnipotent. The Supreme Court made it clear that it will not interfere with the national security establishment powers of assassination, no matter what the Fifth Amendment states. The court has held that it lacks the expertise to determine matters of national security, including assassination, and therefore it just defers to the expertise of the Pentagon and the CIA in such matters. It is not worth noting that the power of assassination extends no just to foreigners, but to also to Americans. In fact, the National Security Establishment had actually assassinated both foreigners and Americans. It is also worth noting that the power to assassinate people applies not just to foreign lands, but also to the domestic United States. That's because the global war on terror, which is a power popular justification for assassinating people, obviously encompasses the domestic United States. So in other words, 9-11 was the 24-7 excuse for everything. You could add COVID-19 to that as well. As well, of course. Consider torture. Another police state power wielded by the national security establishment. It would be difficult to find a better example of a cruel and unusual punishment than torture. Thus, the provision of the Eighth Amendment that prohibits such punishments has clearly been nullified. Yep, just look at some of the political prisons now, before before J6 and after. That's across the board, okay? Just give, you, just give you some examples here. When it comes to torture, the federal judiciary has, once again, taken a passive, deferential, and even supportive role. It is important, again, to point out that the power to torture people extends not just to foreigners, but also Americans. That was what the Jose Padilla case was all about. He was an American citizen, and the federal judiciary upheld the Pentagon's power to torture him. The Pentagon and CIA also wield the power to keep people incarcerated for as long as they want without according them a trial. In the contravention of the speedy trial provision of the Eighth Amendment, in fact, there are people who have been incarcerated at the Pentagon's and CIA prisons and torture center at Guantanamo Bay for more than 20 years without a trial. Officials have long promised them a trial, but it never comes. Even if it did come, it would be a form of kangaroo military tribunal rather than a jury trial as provided in the Sixth Amendment. The conversation 
of the federal government to a national security state also brought into existence the power to engage in a massive secret surveillance of the American people, thereby nullifying their natural God-given right of privacy, one of the unenumerated rights encompassed by the Ninth Amendment. That's what the Edward Snowden revelations were all about. Snowden revealed that federal officials were engaged in secret mass secret surveillance of the American people. Even though the federal officials acknowledged that Snowden had told the truth that their surveillance contravened the principle of a free society. If people think they have stopped monitoring people, internet activity, he is internet activity, he is hopelessly innocent and naive. After all, why would they stop? No official was indicted, lost his job, or was even reprimanded for that surveillance. The only person who was punished was Snowden, the person who revealed the wrongdoing to the American people. They went after him with a vengeance. In fact, my hunch is that only reason they haven't assassinated him is because they haven't figured out how to get an assassination out of Russia, <laughs> where Snowden is co-signed to live, living to avoid U.S. criminal prosecution. Snowden's case is similar to that of Julian Assange, the Australian citizen who disclosed dark side secrets of the national security establishment to the world through his original organization, excuse me, WikiLeaks. As with Snowden, they have pursued Assange with a vengeance, vowed to extradite him to the United States to stand trial under the 1917 World War I law called the Espionage Act. Like Snowden, Assange's only crime was to disclose the truth about the national security state's illegal and improper actions. And here's the thing. He's Australian, not an American citizen. So what the hell is that, right? Sending the message. Both Snowden and Assange cases revealed an implicit past. Pact, excuse me. That was entered into between the American people and the national security establishment when the conversation to a national security state took place, the pact was the national security establishment would use its omnipotent powers to do unsavory things, but that it will keep such things secret from the American people so that their consciences would not be troubled over what their government was doing in their name. In the minds of U.S. officials, Snowden and Assange interfered with a pact by bringing some of those unsavory actions to the attention of the American people, which indeed did cause consternation among many Americans. Thus, Assange and Snowden had to be punished for having interfered with the pact. Perhaps more important, U.S. officials have used them to send a message to anyone who contemplates disclosing the national security establishment's dark side secrets to the American people. Do that and prepare to have your life destroyed, as we have done with Snowden and Assange. And this was originally published in November of last month. That's last month to be exact. And, well, you know, this is why when George W. Bush announced the war on terror like a week Eight days after the horrific events of September 11, 2001. Talking about the war on terror, which I told everyone is a conflict against its people and beyond. That's just an example for it. We've been doing it for a very long time. Look at J. Edgar Hoover, right? He's been there for been there, been there for 42 years. And they want to try to call him out, he got dirt on him. Now you got many of these J. Edgar Hoovers out there, right? He's climaxing in his grave as we speak. This, even, this is why I'm always an individual like myself. Supports a constitutional republic, not an empire. Never a big fan of government in general. When it comes to tyranny, I call it out. I call it out. Constantly. In person. Rallies don't matter, even on, on this show, on my podcast. So, even the central banking system, too, was responsible. 
try to sell people the propaganda. Many of them, not all, but a great amount of them caught it hook, line, and sinker. And now folks are questioning it, which is good. It was happening now, but you still have those doubtful Thomases in the world. Pretty cool, pretty cool um, synopsis on here. I'm just itching the itching we have to say in part two. And um, I will make sure to uh, check it out and share it with you guys on my, on my views. But one thing I got to say, if you don't learn from the past, my friends, we're damn I'm repeating it. Empires have crumbled for millenniums. Doesn't matter where you're at. When you, get, when, it, when you have tyrannical elements in these institutions, it will backfire. All you got to do is look at the history of Judea. They got conquered twice because they were corrupt. But folks, they um, got loose, took things for granted, and it backfired on them. That's just one example. Yes, that's why... A person like myself, like I said before, bring all our brothers and sisters home and keep them in these United States. And we have to defeat the Club of Rome by all means necessary, including the rogue elements in Washington, D.C. All right, well, I'll be back, so stay tuned. All right, next one I'm be narrating here came from the Epoch Times. This is um written by Caden Pearson. Judge won't dismiss criminal charges against former Florida gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum. As it reads here, a federal court in Florida on Monday declined to dismiss criminal charges against Andrew Gillum, the 2018 Democratic gubernatorial candidate who ran against Ron DeSantis and who was charged with wire fraud, conspiracy, and making false statements. U.S. District Judge Alan Windsor said last week that Gillum's claims were meritless. He dismissed four motions for the defendants challenging the continuation of the prosecution according to the Associated Press. Gillum, a former mayor of Tallahassee, failed to disclose his Disclosed that he solicited payments and gifts from undercover FBI agents posing as real estate developers, according to a grand jury indictment unsealed on June 22nd. According to court documents, Gillum later gave false statements to FBI agents claiming the developers never offered or given gave him anything. He's also accused of defrauding people by asking for campaign donations, a portion of which was funneled through a corporation and some of which was paid directly to Gillum, according to authorities. Gillum claims that he's been targeted for a selective prosecution because he was a black candidate for governor, according to the Associated Press. <laughs> I can do a song and dance in this, but I'll I'm not going to digress it. Windsor, an appointee of former President Donald Trump, said Gillum has shown no evidence to back up his claim. The charges, authorities accused Gillum and an associate, Sharon Janet Letman Hicks, of defrauding people out of funds they said would be used for his campaign. Instead, the money was diverted to Letman Hicks' company. Gillum allegedly received over $56,000 through the scheme for his personal use via that company. According to authorities, the funds were fraudulently disguised as payroll payments. But his position at the company was only a cover to provide him funds that he lost, according to the indictment. Candidates in Florida are prohibited from using campaign funds to cover living expenses other than those incurred while campaigning. In other words, it's got to be for that particular cause. A federal grand jury returned a 21-count indictment against Gillum and Letman Hicks. Gillum faces decades in prison if convicted of the 21 counts. After the indictment was released in June, Gillum was den denied wrongdoing. I have spent the last 20 years of my life in public service and continue to fight for the people. Every campaign I've run has been done with integrity. Make no mistake that this case is not legal, it is political, Gillum said in a statement. 
Throughout my career, I have always stood for, up for the people of Florida and has spoken truth to power. There has been a target on my back ever since I was the mayor of Tallahassee. They found nothing then, and I am, have full confidence that my legal team will prove my innocence now. Gillum was previously discovered drunk in a hotel room where suspected, suspected drugs were covered, according to a police chief report. Gillum was discovered naked in the room, unable to communicate with officers due to his immediate state, officers wrote. If I'm correct, he, there's a claim too, he had a, he was um, intimate to, with another person. There was a, he was a, he may, I remember if I recall, he admitted he was bisexual, but um, that's just the statement he made, you know, on, on, on an interview. Which is right next to his wife at the time. I don't know if they're still married, but after the report was made public in 2020, Gillum apologized. He said he never used drugs. He was not charged. But like I said, some strong accusations. But one thing we know for sure: he wasn't targeted because he was a black man that ran for governor. Please, that is totally baseless. However, he does have the right to have his trial. He's innocent, presumed innocent until proven guilty, beyond a reasonable doubt, in the court of law. I had to be real critical of Gillum. He's all hype when he was governor. The things he wanted to do. Medicare for all, more bigger government, Get rid of stand your ground. Because all the horse crap. And he even, he was, if I'm correct, he was, he was even praying for the whole to charge, um, what's his name? George Zimmerman. With the horrific event that happened at Sanford. Parading. And we all know he's a fact. He was funded by George Soros. There's a Twitter video on that, too. I did a show way back in like 20. 18 with the race between DeSantis and Gillum. I told people, don't believe the hype. Go by the facts. Even that time when people um, were concerned about the man. I go, you know how you, you, know how you, tell, you tell him where to go? Amendment 5, which is the um, supermajority on raising taxes on the state level in the Florida Constitution. Give him the big middle finger if he gets in. <laughs> and I'll be honest. When everyone was worried about that whole um, decision on that tight race with DeSantis and Gillum, Amendment 5 passed over two-thirds of the voters in the state of Florida. <laughs> I was laughing. I go, hey, what's so funny? If Gillum gets in, he's going to have his hands tied. He'll be a lame duck governor. I can use other derogatory language, something language, but that's Unnecessary. It just dawns on me when you try to use that whole skin color. Let me tell you something, buddy. With all due respect, I don't give a damn if you're whiter than me. But your platform was pathetic and unconstitutional on the state level. You got, if you're going to be if you're gonna become governor, forget about it. It'll probably be a lot worse. And don't get me wrong. DeSantis has his discrepancies too. He made his errors and I criticized him too. I even wrote letters to the man. I just get, to, I just really dawns on me. And I like what some people wrote on here. Is he trying to be president? And one, another one, American Patriot says, he's a politician. We already know he's a liar. And of course, me, being a George Soros asset doesn't pay. They're picking on me because I'm a black and a Democrat. Well, someone has says here, good decision by Judge Windsor. Gillum is a real slime ball, and I shudder to think of the damage he could have done to Florida if he had been elected. Caught red-handed and trying to play the race card to deny his guilt. Florida is blessed with Governor Ron DeSantis. But the funny thing about it, I don't know how much damage he could have done in Florida, maybe through some bogus executive order, we could all tell him where to go. But that whole thing on Amendment 5 actually 
make him hit a brick wall, symbolically speaking. And even the Mises Institute attests to that. That's the most, uh, the one amendment no one was talking about. One fourth amendment no one was talking about. So, um, I just, hey, that's, that's how you be, you gotta be, you gotta be methodical. Don't panic. Just, when you vote, you do your homework, verify, and boom! That's how you get him. <laughs> to any sleaze ball out there. Well, alright, well, I'm gonna be right back for one more, so stay tuned. Give you one more here. Actually, it was originally on December 22nd, but it got updated today. This is by James Gorey of the Epoch Times. Turn your eyes away. So that's a commentary. How long will the mainstream, how long will mainstream media ignore massive protests in China, Brazil, Iran, and Holland against political oppression and state-sponsored election interference in the United States? If millions of pro-democracy protesters in China call for an end of the Chinese Communist Party, but is largely ignored by the U.S. leadership, has an injustice really occurred? What about the millions of Brazilians marching in the streets against elections results? That saw a far-left politician somehow win against a popular incumbent. Where is the news coverage? And why aren't the nationwide protests in Iran on every newscast were the outrage at over 300 deaths? Or how many Americans are following the several thousand farmers in Holland protesting the seizures of their farms by the Dutch government in the name of climate change? Here at home, why... Are, why are most Americans indifferent, if not completely unaware, of the revelation that the federal government was and remains deeply involved in election interference? How many of us realize that mainstream news organizations have been deceiving the American people about everything from vaccines to the corruption of the Biden administration? Do such major events even matter anymore? Only the news that fits. Apparently not. In our 24-hour news cycle, out of sight, out of mind, seems to be primary operating principle. Using big tech and intelligent agencies to do so is another one. The level of control that one party with one point of view has over American society, from school to media, is almost comprehensive. That's not an exaggeration or hyperbole. That includes legacy and digital news agencies and entertainment media outlets. Wokeism, fear, and pandemic obedience are driven into the American mind daily. It's difficult to tell the difference between left-wing social messaging in a CNN newscast and a woke Disney movie. This deep and broad penetration has resulted in effectively shaping how Americans think it enables big tech, and federal agencies to practice deception on a massive scale in the United States. Darkness in social media. But as of late, the darkness of government agencies' intervention and their extensive capabilities are being uncovered. Recent reports highlight the fact that social media platforms are riddled with intelligence officers from the FBI, CIA, and others but apparently our intelligence agencies have been spying on social media since at least 2011. The emerging fact of an unelected intelligence elite within the government with its own agenda, which many of us have understood for years, are dark and sinister. It is an anathema to everything America is or is supposed to be. All doubt and deniability of the existence of a fascist element within our government have been stripped away. It's evident to, evident to those with the intellectual honesty to question the official story, their own political biases, or both. Our news organizations have been working with each other and national intelligence agencies to lie to us for decades about our country across the spectrum. We now have proof that our state intelligence agencies, members of the president's cabinet, big tech, and the mainstream media colluded to unseat a duly elected president. It's not going to say. 
agree with the predecessor, Trump, President Trump at the time, agree with them or not, it's getting too obvious, folks. Very sloppy indeed, but they still say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're, you're an election denier. No, you're an election liar. Okay, so now, let's, let's what he has to say. Pharmaceutical fascism is here. We also know that federal agencies, big tech, and big pharma have worked closely to censor critical medical information about the CCP virus and that so-called vaccine. They did so by spreading false data about the dangers of the virus to create a global atmosphere of fear and helplessness and punishing medical experts who told the truth. They also lied about the efficacy of the cure. There is undeniable evidence that pharmaceutical firms such as Pfizer and Moderna knew that the vaccines were dangerous. What's more, leading medical journals became willing shields for fraudulent cures. Worse, there is a clear, there is clear and compelling evidence that the MNR, mRNA vaccines actually kill people rather than cure them, including children. Furthermore, Congress and the mainstream media were complicit with Big Pharma in promoting and even mandating the vaccine to be taken by hundreds of millions of Americans. In short, at the very least, many things we've been told over the past few years have been a lie. And more lies are told to justify those lies. Meanwhile, millions of people have died or have been injured unnecessarily. Pharmaceutical fascism is, has rooted itself in the United States, and the mainstream media says nothing. Of course. All you got to do is look at the um, FDA's own website, talk about possible adverse reactions. And um, if I'm correct, I'm going to hold it right there and do a little chat on this. When you have a chance, my friends, look up meeting presentation. All right? It says here, Vaccine and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, October 22nd, 2020, meeting presentation. Okay? And it does have adverse reactions on there. Possible adverse reactions. So, look that up. When you go to FDA's own website, you'll be shocked. So, there's some knowledge. They, they, they um, are familiar with it, but weren't so sure. But we probably knew it was going to be dangerous anyway. But that's what these possible adverse reactions. And they, the mainstream news, and all these confounded leaders, including members of the labor organization, go, yeah, take the shot, protect ourselves. Yeah, and many of them got the middle, many of them got screwed by it because people want to listen to them instead of thinking for themselves. I'm sorry, I had to, I digressed there. Twitter lists veal of secrecy and deniability. With the Twitter revelations of the FBI enabled spying and censoring of the sitting president, data on the CCP, virus information on the potential harm of the mRNA vaccines, and many other topics, the ugly totalitarian truth is being revealed. But even as the veil of deception is lifting, the truth is coming out, even if it, even if only a bit. All right, it's as depressing as it is. The heart disheartening. This phenomenon of willful blindness and deception by what amounts to the establishment is not just in the United States. The United Kingdom recently, a member of parliament, MP, spoke about the massive damage the vaccines have done to the British people. It's now known that the vaccine is killing or permanently injuring as many, if not more, people than the virus. The MP gave his speech to a virtually empty chamber. No member of Britain's typically aggressive and undaunted press bothered to show up. Cowards. Some of them can reconsider, but they're cowards. U.S. media acts like CCP state media. In many ways, the establishment media now resembles the CCP state media organs more than the icons and channels of free speech, news, and information that they like to claim they are. Instead, they prioritize entertainment and social media trifles over the most significant events happening in the world. Consequently, more are incapable of discerning what's good, 
proper and important instead of what feels good in the moment. Critical thinking is rapidly receding. Feelings and emotionalism triumph over reason and learning relativism over truth. We're seeing the upending of our cultural norms and values more each day. It's enough to make your make you turn your eyes away, but then that's the point, isn't it? Props to James Gorey for his viewpoint. And he's absolutely correct. I see it myself. I see these little paper tigers out there. If you disagree with them, they're going to call you a Nazi and a fascist and all that. But you know what? They love Emily and the ones they despise. All these little rolling snowflakes running around. Trying to tell people how to think. If you don't support me, I'm going to hate you and gas. Like a bunch of beakers in heat. Wow. And of course, you got folks out there support the medical apartheid. I'm going to play Sun City. Medical apartheid's the way to go. And whatever happened to that um, those musicians against apartheid? They all bent over and go, take the shot, wear your mask. Born to be an Uncle Tom. I was born to be an Uncle Tom. That's just one example, of course. This is why folks don't look up, idolize these individuals. I appreciate their music. Sometimes the politics would be ridiculous. And it's disappointing to some. I remember watching one video with Gene Simmons from KISS talking about if you don't take the shot, you don't come to our shows. So, so I had this in my, in my mind. They call me Dr. Putz. They call me Dr. Uh, Putz. I don't want to hate the man. I know he's a highly intelligent person. I may be going see now. I don't know. Not making any judgment. But the question is this. Instead of ranting, do your homework, sir. I know you're maybe arrogant, but you're not a complete you're not a total idiot. There's a report even he spoke five languages fluently. That's damn good. And you gonna and, and you gonna commit, condemn your fans that supported you for all these years. You're gonna slap them in the face. To me, that's a poser with all due respect. And I hope and pray your children didn't take the shot. Because one thing for sure, Gene, and everybody else in, the, in this mainstream entertainment media, it doesn't matter what it is. If you got children, I don't want to see, I hope they don't take the shot because if you want to be a grandfather, and if you push them from doing it, taking the jab, you just je jeopardize that. Something to think about. Let that sink in to everyone out there that try to give people a hard time or scapegoat unvaccinated. What you're doing is playing projective rhetoric. I never trust the government. I don't give a damn about Big Pharma. When I get the free shots, I can give two craps. And I got shafted too. I'm just an example. People got their... People lost their jobs. Alright. This is why. There's things I despise. Censorship and all that crap. And this that's why my... I tell everyone out there... You say you have your internet... You have the internet... And you watch the garbage... You use the same garbage you see on the TV and the radio... You're a lost cause. That's a library at your fingertips. Utilize it. I'm never going to stop learning. Decentralization is the key to liberty, my friends. Don't leave all your security aids in the hands of the government because they will slap you upside your head and stab you in the back at the same time. Doesn't matter where you're from, what nation you're at. Government in Latin means control of the mind. If you haven't learned from the past, my friends, we're damn to repeat it. That's all I have to say. What's your intake? I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share us throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, or we sent something that's interesting to check out, whatever you do, please send your correspondence to the quorum. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes of these articles on my page. If you want to email me, go to lokiluck03 at protemmail.com. And I, I haven't said this as much. 
You just type in Look Look Through Podcast and use the episode for your intake. And um, speak your mind, folks. And I think that there's a 60, 60 second um, um, in, um, viewpoint, too. You could speak on these shows as well, my anchor page. And I appreciate it. You know, hey, we can have differences, but I want to hear what you have to say. I'm not going to get mad at you. But, you know, use finesse. Use, have, have, have your merits. And you know what? We'll get along real good. In addition, if you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. And if you want to support the future freedoms of America, right? A future of, uh, uh, yeah, the future of freedom, the future of freedom foundation, the Epoch Times. You donate, be members, subscribe. That'd be cool. Because hey, without Alternative information. We may be all in a Orwellian state, right? Like, intelligently speaking. <laughs> we'll be, thou shall not be indoctrinated. Alright, once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the demoniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.